Do you sell with your head or do you sell with your heart? Do you even know which? And probably more importantly, do you know which is better for you? Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. The problem is that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner, dedicated to helping you grow your business, to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. Welcome to the very first beauty business podcast of 2021. It's a new year, it's a new dawn, hopefully more positive one. But there is one thing for certain, my wonderful listeners, when it comes to your business, it's on you. You know, 2020 wasn't a year many of us are going to remember all that fondly. But when it comes to lessons learned, if you didn't learn something about yourself, about how strong, resilient, creative, powerful, resourceful, you can be when you absolutely have to be, then I really don't know what you were doing last year. So no matter what 2021 decides to throw at us, one thing is for certain, it's you that is going to have to take the action to do the things to push your comfort zone a little bit more and make it happen for yourself. How do you do that though? How do you know what areas of your business you need to work on? And more importantly, what areas of yourself maybe need some work too. And how does all that really have an effect on how you show up in your business, especially when it comes to things like getting more clients, making more sales and booking more appointments? Well, I'd like to introduce you to someone today that just might be able to help you out with that. But before I do, I want to ask you a simple question. Do you want this year, this coming year, to be better than last year in your business? Simple question, hopefully a simple answer. And if you were listening to this episode anywhere near when it's published around the start of 2021, then I hope that answer is even easier. And if you said yes, yes, you would like this year to be better in your business, then let me help you out. Right now, I have launched a brand new Beauty Business Owners Bootcamp specifically designed to get you bigger results, not just this year, but this month. And Because of the shifting landscape at the moment, this bootcamp is designed to help your business, whether you are open currently or not. Now, if you've been part of any of my bootcamps before, you'll know the impact that we have. We get results for the business owners that take part on day one. And by results, I mean more money and I mean more bookings. Now, I'm not interested in just helping you plan your best year, like a lot of coaches and talking heads are offering at the moment, seemingly. I am deeply passionate, committed, and all about helping you have the best year you've ever had. So come and join me for the Beauty Business Owners Bootcamp. Just go to beautybusinessbootcamp.net. There's a small fee to join this year. This is simply to make sure that you're invested and you show up so I can actually help you. But if you enter the code PODCAST21 on the sign-up page, you'll find that small fee gets a whole lot smaller. 
Remember, that's beautybusinessbootcamp.net. Right, back to today's show. Now, my guest on today's show is Leslie Lyons, a successful pole dance studio owner and businesswoman turned business coach, who is here today to show you how understanding more about yourself, understanding your true strengths, but more importantly, understanding your weaknesses, including how to identify your weaknesses, and then using that knowledge of how you feel in yourself and how you react to things and also how the world sees you to transform your confidence and your success when it comes to not only sales, but talking about what you do, speaking to your clients, dealing with difficult situations and leading your team if you have one. So get ready to feel just a whole lot happier generally and more positive about life just by listening to this conversation. Leslie is one of those true breath of fresh air type people. Her personality and her positivity are simply infectious. Okay, so I want to welcome to the podcast today, Leslie Lyons. Leslie, thank you so much for joining us. Adam, I am so freaking excited to be here. <laughs> I just love your energy. And so I'm like, this is going to be a good time. This is going to be good. Now I have to say, so... Um, you reached out to me or your your agency reached out to me to introduce you. And I have to say, I think the nice thing of having a podcast that's got some recognition is a lot of, a lot of people do get in touch with me and, um, and say, you know, I think I'd be really right for your audience. And I have to say a lot of them really wouldn't be um, oh. in, in the nicest possible way. But when I read yours and I read your backstory, I was like, yes, we've got to have Leslie on the show. This is going to be amazing. So oh, for, anyone who, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know you, Leslie... Give us a bit of your backstory. Tell us, tell us what you have been up to in your in your career and your life. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again, Adam, for the opportunity. That made me feel all special and warm. <laughs> so thank Good. you. Um, so a little bit about me. I have been in sales and marketing for over 15 years. Mm -hmm. I started in corporate sales and I moved into entrepreneurial ventures about 20 years ago. But I've owned a brick and mortar central movement studio for the last 15 years. Yeah. So, and it's a very profitable, that's a good thing to keep in mind. It's not just top line revenue. I can be like, oh yeah, I got a multi six figure studio. I also have a six figure in profit studio. Wow. So I really want to be clear about that. Yeah. It's a little bit different than the salon world in terms of overhead. Our overhead is not crazy, which is what allows me to be so profitable. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been doing that now for 15 years and I absolutely love, one of the things we say is that at our studio, we help women reclaim their voice yeah. and their power through movement. So I've also been very much so into being cute, Adam. Like your audience can't see me, but I am cute. Trust me, guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I always am doing my hair, my lashes, that sort of thing. I I am a girly girl. And so what made me interested in your industry in particular was that I was starting to see parallels between what was happening in the dance world mm -hmm. and also in these other industries that are really kind of focused on helping women feel good and feel better. And I'm like, yep. but why can't these people sell? Why aren't they making more money? They deserve yes. to make more money. They're working really hard. Um, so my lash tech and I had this long conversation because she was expanding on the outside. Things looked really great, mm -hmm. but she was like this close, yeah, this to close mm -hmm. to the, oh my gosh, Adam, to the edge. So I started coaching inside of the beauty industry about a year ago. And I really just focus on sales. I'm not here to tell you how to get better margins. I'm not here to tell you. 
leave that to Adam and those people. <laughs> they understand that. What I'm here to tell you is that there's something unique and innate and God-given about you mm-hmm. that will actually pull you away from all the other competition that will make selling easy for you and it'll feel good too. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. And um, and I just want to kind of preface this. When we're talking about selling, um, and we say this so many times on the podcast, I think as soon as you say the word selling, that's going to bring up certain connotations for people, isn't it? Um, but it is, it's, it, it, call it what you want, promoting, um, having that confidence in yourself, talking about yourself, all of these different things. It's all selling, but it, it's, it's how you come about it and how you approach it that really matters. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I always tell people, I don't know how sales got a bad rap. You know, I really <laughs> don't. Because, you know, selling, nothing happens until something is sold. Mm-hmm. If you look around your salon, if you look around your office, everything in there, there was a salesperson attached to it. Mm-hmm. And these things make your life better. Yeah. These, yeah. So I never understood why it got a bad rap. Now, for female identifying folks, I understand why there's some baggage around selling. And I always call it the Cruella DeVille syndrome. <laughs> Because if you're a woman and you make money, you got to want to kill puppies for coats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Men don't have these problems, Adam. You guys can kind of show up and men don't get questioned about that. But when women start to talk about making money and not just, I'm just doing this for the good of humanity, mm-hmm. people start to look at them like they're Cruella DeVille. So I really work with female business owners Brick and, owner, brick and mortar business owners to help them kind of dismantle that and their mentality around making money Good. because okay. it starts here. Yeah. It starts it here. Yeah. Awesome. And so awesome. you don't have, you can sell without selling your soul. <laughs> and, that, and that is the key. That is the thing, right? We're going to get into this in a bit because I know you've got a, a specific approach that you talk about as well, but something I want to do for this kind of new year on the podcast is I want to kind of, let's, let's get to know people a little bit more. Let's ask them some questions. So I'm going to fire some quick questions at you and see what your responses are. And I, I should tell everyone, I haven't prepared uh, Leslie with these questions at all. So these are going to be off the cuff. So, okay, what's been your favorite TV discovery recently? Oh my gosh, being that I don't watch TV a lot. This is tough. Um, I read more than I watch television, but I did binge watch, uh, gosh, what is it called? The Gambit? Queen's Gambit, the chess, chess yeah, thing. Queen, yeah, yeah, the chess thing. That was and great. Um, it was, it was. And so, yeah, I would say that would be my latest discovery because I did sit down and actually watch all of that. I think I watched it because she was so strikingly beautiful and mm. in such a non-traditional beauty way. And I was just captivated by how she looked. And so the storyline just kind of went along with it. So that's my answer. The Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. What has been the best thing, the most positive thing that's come out of the lockdown, the COVID-19 situation this year for you? Yeah. Um, the opportunity to be able to actually sit my ass down. Can I cuss on here? <laughs> oh, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> Just literally, I think once I got past the whole, am I going to have a business? Am I going to be able to pay my rent? What's going on? I don't know. Shit. Once I think I got past that, it, and it didn't take me long. Let me be clear, Adam. It probably took me about two weeks uh-huh. to kind of get to the place with, it's going to be what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You have prepared, you have resources. And if those resources run out and it doesn't work out, 
it must be time for you to move on to the next thing. Yes. So I came to that resolve pretty quickly. It took me about a couple of weeks, but literally just sitting down without the phone ringing all day, <laughs> every day to actually get up and be, there's nothing in your email. <laughs> Well, that didn't happen to all of us, but yeah, I can see, uh, I can see it. So having the time, basically having a bit of a time to reflect. Oh my gosh, yeah, just sit down and really kind of focus on my health because yes. okay, I'm yes. like, I've got some health goals that I need to get under control. And I was faced with that and I didn't have any excuses. Get your butt up there on that soul cycle bite and ride your heart out. Let's do this. Well, that's going to make the next question interesting then. Which is better, candy or chocolate? <laughs> Chocolate, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> my kids, my kids always come home and all they want is the sweets. And I'm like, there's like, if I give them a choice, they'd be like chocolate or sweets. And they go for the little sweets in wrappers all the time. I'm like, what's wrong with you? It's chocolate. They want that sugar high. I love that. Okay. Favorite place to relax in the world. Oh, well, I just got back from St. Lucia last week. Oh, it's wow. Pretty- really? <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> right, we're ending the podcast here. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> so St. Lucia's pretty high up oh, on the list. Very I nice. like the West Indies. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. And then finally then, you mentioned you're more of a reader then. So what's been, what's your number one book or audio rec- audio book recommendation? Oh my goodness. Anything by Michael Hyatt. Um, ah, right okay. now, yeah, Vision Driven Leader is what's mm-hmm. sitting here on my podcast. Uh, on my podcast, my goodness, on my bookshelf right now. All the, your audience can't see, but all of the current (laughs) books that I'm reading are on the top. And then in front is my massive bookcase. But anything by Michael Hyatt, I believe for leaders, Mm -hmm. you should not only read that, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that you read over and over again because you're going to learn something new every time you read it. Right now, The Vision Driven Leader, hands down one of his greatest works i will have to check that out i haven't read that one so okay thank you very much okay yeah, so that's the quick fire questions going on so i hope that was that was not too painful that for you was easy. I thought it was <laughs> like... no we want to keep it quite light at this stage right so let's dive into to what we're talking about today then so when did you you met you sort of mentioned it there in in when we were talking about your your history and backstory but when would you say you first became interested in this this concept of you know, using self-knowledge and your own values when it comes to how you run your business? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Oftentimes, (laughs) you learn lessons through pain. Let's start there, (laughs) okay? Pain is a a hell of a tutor. Mm -hmm. Um, I had some leadership crisis. I guess that's the best way to say it. My employees or my ex-employees would probably call it something different. They'd probably call it hell. I, I'm just saying I had a leadership crisis Okay, and I was finding that I could grow to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And then when it was time for me to scale by bringing on additional team members, by managing those team members that I was failing miserably and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, I'm a great person. I'm compassionate. I care all of these things. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? When you well, say you, I, what, what, in what way were you actually failing, do you think? Oh, I was failing in leadership. I was failing with motivating my right. staff. Okay. I was failing in being a coach and a support to my staff. Got it. I was very focused on the bottom line. You don't get to six figures in profit by not being focused on numbers. Mm-hmm. But profits over people 
is always going to be a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And so I started, I was already in therapy. I've been in therapy for years, Hmm. but I was like, what is it? Why can't I control what's going on in the inside of me? Right. And I literally tripped across the Enneagram. I can't even tell you, Adam, where I found it. (laughs) I've thought about it now for a while. And I'm like, how did I find it? I don't even know. But it's a personality test. And I've taken personality tests before. And I've administered personality tests. Remember, I was in the HR. So Myers-Briggs, we used it in the hiring process all the time. Yeah, yeah, sure. And but So here's what I knew. I came into it with some skepticism because of that, because I know you can manipulate results on personality tests. Mm -hmm. You can answer the questions. It's very simple to see the pattern and you can follow it. (laughs) If you know what they want to hear. (laughs) Right. Yes, I'm a team player and you know you hate people. I can work just as well individually as I can in a team. Obviously. (laughs) What does this job need? Let me read the job description again. Yes, I can answer all those questions this way, right? So I was very well aware that these tests could be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the key, and I think this is, has not been explored, especially for salon owners who might want to implement personality testing in their hiring, mm-hmm. which I absolutely recommend, sure. um, is that people focus on their strengths because it's easy. What the Enneagram forces you to do is to look at your shadow side. Mm-hmm. So there is no nice. There is no train. Let me just follow this so I get all these positive results. At some point, you're going to be faced with something that seems negative. Okay. There's no way of getting around it. So it elicits more innate value type responses as opposed to aspirational. Because as soon as you start going down that aspirational path, it's going to be it's going to force you through questioning hmm. to say something negative. Okay, got it. Yeah. So it's not uncommon for people who tried to game it the first time mm-hmm. to be like, but no, when it got to the negatives and I couldn't game it, that's when I figured out that maybe I should answer these questions honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, is it work better the second time around, basically? Yeah, because they thought, oh, this, this is bad. <laughs> Let me answer them honestly, and I'm going to get a different adventure. No, here's another bad thing. (laughs) So out of all the personality testing, it's going to force you not just to focus on your strengths, which is extremely important, Mm -hmm. but for a leader, it's also equally as important. And that's what I had to learn through the inability to scale, to know what your shadow side is or where you go to when you're stressed. What do you look like? The key to leadership for me, Adam, is two things. Number one, knowing how you see yourself. And number two, knowing how the world sees you. Yes. If you can understand yourself and then how other people see you, you can put together a leadership plan that'll help you grow and have impact on others. Positive impact, prayerfully, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so when you when you discovered that then and you and you because it's interesting you can't remember where where you came across this but presumably you 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 went through the enneagram yourself and uh-huh. what what were the kind of things it showed up for you? Oh my gosh! Well, I'm an enneagram eight wing seven, 
And eights are the most aggressive on the Enneagram. So the Enneagram, for your listeners who may not be familiar with it, there's nine personality types, if you will, that are on the Enneagram. So it's not this big complex thing, okay? So there's nine types. And of the nine types, they all kind of interrelate. But if you just think there's nine primary types, you Mm -hmm. fall into one of those primary types. I am of the belief, and many Enneagram teachers are of the belief that you are born your type, and then your environment really shapes your type. So we really do believe that it's innate, like you came here this way. So even when you start to grow and you start to do the development work like I did, I'm never not an eight. Okay, I'm just a more integrated version. Or I'm an unintegrated version. So either I'm a thriving, flourishing version of an eight, or I'm a dying, corroding, stressed out version of an eight. Got it. I think. <laughs> so an eight. Yes. So an eight is called the challenger. Right. And inside of each of these types, there's a core longing. Like, what do you want out of life at a very heart level? What do you want? There's a core fear. What are you afraid of? Because, and that's where the shadow comes in. Yeah, that's powerful so, there. Yeah, it's that like, out. what are you afraid of? When you think yeah. about it, Adam, have you taken the Enneagram yet? I haven't, no. And and it's funny because we, we had that chat a couple of weeks ago and I meant to look more into it, but then, you know, what life? Um, and it, it, the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, actually, this, this is really showing up a lot of things for me because recently I've sort of discovered, um, I'm not sure if, if afraid is the right word, but there were things that I'm not doing that I know I should be doing. Hmm. Um, and it took me a while to realize I wasn't, I wasn't doing them f- for a reason of, no, I suppose it was fear at, at the end of it, of, but it was fear of it. It was fear of it not working. I was, I was putting so much into it and I knew that on the other side of it was the answer to whether a lot of work I'd been doing was working or not. But I realized I was afraid to find out. Mm. Yeah, I knew I needed to do it to find out the answer. But I was like, but if I just take my time doing it, I'll never actually have to face that fear because I won't know the answer on the other side of it. And it was only once I realized that I was like, well, now I've just got to do it because I need to, I'm that kind of, I don't know. I I don't know what I would be in the Enneagram, but I'm the, I know I'm the type of personality, personality type that has to, has to find the answer. So mm-hmm. once I'd realized that, once I'd realized I was deliberately slowing myself down, I was like, well, now I've just got to focus on this and get it done because I now need to know the answer. So that was actually my motivation was to find and identify that fear. That's interesting. Um, number one, great awareness. Great <laughs> I mean, that shows that you're a leader already because the fact that you even know you have a fear, know that there's something that's holding you back and you want to explore it. Mm-hmm. And you're dancing with the tension of that, right? <laughs> I think that that is a a high leadership quality to be able to say, I'm going to dance with this darkness. Mm-hmm. And some people are just like, there's no darkness. There's rainbows, there's unicorns, and there's glitter. <laughs> and what we're going to do is we're just going to tough it out. Let's go, guys. <laughs> no, you're going to burn out and it is not going to be pretty. But when I talk about fear from an Enneagram point, it's at even a more visceral level than that. So I'll share mine. As an Enneagram eight, my core fear is that I'm going to be betrayed. Mm. 
So when we think about how I led my staff, what does that look like, Adam? How does it show up? It shows up that I can't trust anybody to sell like me. If I give you access to all my client files, what happens if you take all those files and go open up down the road? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a correlation there between there's a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of independent salon owners that have got that yeah. fear in them, whether whether it's kind of front of mind or it's sort of more back in the head, but that's, that's a definite thing when you come to talking about staff. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, I feel like I'm going to be betrayed at any mm. point. I'm looking for the shoe to drop. Mm. So what does it cause me to do when I'm under stress? It calls me number one, to be secretive. Yeah. Okay. Share anything with you. Even if you're my salon manager, <laughs> even if you're my studio manager, you know, I'm only going to share so much with when I'm under stress. Now keep this in mind when I'm under stress, I'm going to get real secretive. No, nah, you don't need to know all that. You're going to need to know basis around these parts. <laughs> but how does that make people feel? Does it make them feel empowered? Nope. No. Does it make them feel like, yes, I want to sell more for you? No, it makes them feel like I want to get the hell out of here as soon as possible. Mm. Okay. So when I feel that rising up in me, people who you know you've put in place to lead, to guide, to sell, to do those things, and you aren't giving them all the information. How silly is that? When you say it out loud, it sounds crazy. Like literally it does like, okay, you want them to sell, but you're not going to give them all the information. What the hell? Yeah. Crazy things happen up here. (laughs) When you keep things in here, in your head, weird things happen. (laughs) Weird things happen. So every type has a core fear. Right. And that is a key to what you look like in stress. Okay. Mm -hmm. So once you know it, we can do like you did, Adam, and start saying, okay, here it is. I'm going to address this sucker. We're not going to dance anymore. Mm-hmm. We're going to move forward. Just want to interrupt for a second here to tell you about today's show sponsor. Now, I don't know the situation where you are right now. You may be operating with restrictions still in place due to COVID-19. And I really do hope if you're listening to this way in the future that you are not. There is a possibility, obviously, that you're currently closed, as it seems might be the case as we head into the new year. But there is one thing that has helped beauty business owners manage this ever-changing situation that we've been dealing with in our industry over the past 12 months. And that's been how easily they've found it to communicate with their clients, to move around bookings and to capture new bookings at really short notice as things keep changing all the time. Yes, booking software systems have really become a business savior over this past year. And one system and one company has really shone like a light in all of that. And they are today's sponsor, Timely. Now, Timely is the world's smartest appointment booking software, helping beauty businesses and wellness businesses around the world to better manage their time, to manage their sanity and ability to generate revenue. Now, Timely is a powerful booking and business management software. It's loved by over 40,000 customers globally. And the best thing is it works for businesses of any size and any ambition, and it will grow along with your business aspirations as well. It's designed specifically to help you save hours on admin, deliver exceptional client experiences, establish a fiercely loved brand, and grow your revenue too. Now, it's got some really clever tools in there like Consult to help protect your business, your team, and your clients. Now, Timely really is an essential tool for running your business efficiently and effectively, especially in today's world. Now, one of the things I personally love about Timely is they don't stand still either. They have hundreds of software updates, new features every year. Timely even works closely with the industry to ensure it's creating innovative and really useful solutions to help elevate the industry and constantly provide 
more value to the business owners that they work with. And what's more, Timely works beautifully with products that you already use like iZettle, Zero, QuickBooks, MailChimp, Square, Layby, and lots and lots more. So if you've been thinking about making the switch from pen and paper or you want to test drive a new software system, and if you are currently closed, now might be a great time to do this, just visit beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash Timely or click the link in the podcast description to start your free trial. Now you're in control because they don't do contract tie-ins or hidden fees or anything like that, just straight up transparent pricing. And because they are lovely people as well, and to help you out this time, the Timely team have an exclusive offer for listeners of today's episode where you can get 50% off Timely for your first few months. All you need to do is use the code BBP for Beauty Business Podcast, BBP50, when you sign up. What have you got to lose, hey? Love it. Yeah. Love it. So... You know, you, this has become a big part of your life now uh, in teaching this. And so, what can you share any stories of where you've kind of introduced this to? Uh, I don't know if you have any, particularly in the, the beauty industry or the beauty business world, where you've kind of shared this with beauty business owners and it has helped them move past something or, or move towards something, whatever it was that they wanted. Yeah, absolutely. So, my primary lash tech had kind of run into a similar situation to what I had faced before, where she knew she wanted to grow. (laughs) And she knew she wanted multiple locations. She had a big vision. You know, she wanted beauty bars all over the city of Chicago. Amazing. Half the challenge challenge right there is just knowing what you want. So that shows that she was ambitious just from right there. Okay. Yeah. I think that's interesting. We'll have to delve more into that. Maybe not in this, but (laughs) offline. Yeah, because I think to be an entrepreneur, ambition just has to be there. Like for me, but that's interesting. So I'll keep that in mind, kind of follow I just, back. There, the, but yeah. the only reason I say that is I think, I think a lot of, a lot of beauty business owners are accidental entrepreneurs. I think uh-huh. they, they set out on their own, not to be entrepreneurial in any way, but for, for another reason to, because they wanted to help more people because they needed more control because, you know, they'd not had that good quality leadership or management and they would just, wanted to do it on their own. So I do find a good portion of them set out on their own for other reasons and suddenly wake up one day and go, I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. When did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that happens in all industries. (laughs) True, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, like some people are just really good technicians and then something, that's what I call a technician, Mm -hmm. a practitioner, just someone who's really good at doing the work. Yeah. And then they get to a point where they're like, why am I doing this for someone else? I'm the star around these parts. I can do this myself. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people fall into that. But this particular salon owner, she knew she wanted to grow. She had okay. big vision. But I saw how she treated her staff. I saw how the interactions there. I saw the response there because I was very well acquainted with this. Mm-hmm. Like they would smile when she was there. They nod. And as soon as she would turn her back, because I'm just a customer, mm-hmm. after she's told them, given them a command, not ask them, giving them a command, they would roll their eyes and suck their teeth. And I'm like, I need to talk to her <laughs> because her actions are not lining up with global lash domination in Chicago. No. And when I spoke to her about it, I really spoke to her from the point of, I said, you know, I love the fact that you do such great work. Your salon is gorgeous. You are popping. You are doing great things. I said, but you've been doing this now for 10 years. 
You've had this dream of beauty bar domination for at least five of those 10 years. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, what do you think it is that's stopping you? Crickets. (laughs) I I I don't think she had ever thought about what is stopping me from doing this. And so immediately she was like, well, we don't sell enough. We're not making enough money. You know, I know exactly how much it takes to run a salon and I need that. And we're not making enough revenue in order to do that. And she's like, and I need to make sure that if I open it up, we can afford to afford. I'm like, that's great. That makes sense. But why do you think you're not selling enough? (laughs) In my mind, I'm just thinking, let's pull the onion back a little bit. Why do you think you're not selling enough? You do great work. Why aren't you selling enough? She launched into this narrative about the competitors and all these people who are opening up around her and the market is flooded and people don't realize they do janky lashes down the street (laughs) and and she's on Groupon. You know, she's literally started blaming Groupon. (laughs) (laughs) So it was everyone else. It was everyone and everything else. Bingo, Adam. You've seen this before. <laughs> I've seen this movie, yeah. <laughs> of course, you know how this movie ends if we don't, if someone doesn't intervene, right? And so I let her ran on about that and I said, okay. And I'm like, is that only it? Is it just the competition? Is there anything else? Because your work is much better than the competition. You, you've made that clear. Then she went in on her staff. Yep. Okay. But here's the thing. We danced that dance for a minute before I said, and, but wait a minute, what about you? Hmm. And so because I'm an eight being a challenger, I say things directly. Mm-hmm. I don't dance around stuff. I'm going to say it clearly. I'm going to say it directly. And then we just going to see the carnage that happens because of it. <laughs> Knock it down, so build it I, back up afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> So I let her get it all out. And then I just said to her, I said, those employees that you're complaining about, who hired them? The awkward silence. (laughs) That would be me. Oh, right. (laughs) That would be you. So if they're not doing their job, whose fault is it ultimately? Because you still have them here. Mm-hmm. If they're that terrible, why are they still working for you? So you can oh, see yeah. where this went. And it mm. finally ended with her actually crying. Because I think it was the first time in a conversation that she's actually been faced with, why am I not reaching my goals? So we started to work together. And I used the tool of the Enneagram. Five weeks, it's amazing what you can do in five weeks of just really drilling in on. This is who you are. This is what shaped you. Mm-hmm. This is how it served you. Because that was the thing, the building you back up. Her toughness, her directness, her no holds barred got her to a certain point. Mm-hmm. It served her. But the gift becomes the curse at some point. And that's where she was. So in five weeks of us working together, she was able to walk away with a plan for growth. Okay. Personal growth. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Now, in five weeks, she didn't change. <laughs> that That's not what's happening. <laughs> but it did give her a roadmap. Yeah. It kind of gave her a GPS. And that's always my goal from a sales leadership standpoint. In five weeks, I'm not promising you're going to be a different leader. No, but in five weeks, you'll have a GPS, an internal GPS, where you can start to manage what's going on inside of your head and inside of your soul. Mm-hmm. And then we keep building on that, giving you tools to build on that. But the initial process only takes about five weeks. And so when she went through that, at the end of that, her employees were like, something's different. (laughs) Just in five weeks, something's different. Because she was leaning more into her vulnerability. She was sharing some of those fears about here's why I'm so secretive. <clears throat> here's why I do what I do, how I talk and I start to micromanage mm-hmm. because this is what I'm fearful of. In five years where people had never heard that language. So how does that impact your sales? Let's zip to that. Mm-hmm. When people trust you, when people love you, when people know that you have their best interest at heart, they will work harder for you. Mm-hmm. Sure. They will work to meet those goals. So naturally, those sales started to increase. And now she's got her second beauty bar. So it's still not... Not quite, not quite Chicago domination, but right. there's been that step change. Yeah. But it's been that step change. So yeah, so it works if you I work do, it. I do love this idea because I've taken... Um, these kind of different personality tests. And the, the two that I can remember, I know the Myers-Briggs and I know the, the, the DISC one as well. Yeah. And uh, they, were, they were for different, I think one one was eight years ago for a job and the other one was, I joined a coaching program, funnily enough. Um, and I went through the Myers-Briggs and it's kind of interesting and you end up as whatever you were. And, um, and it was sort of like, okay, that's interesting. But I didn't know what to do with it. Because it told me what I already was. It didn't highlight the things that I wasn't and what I needed. It just, it just sort of told me that I was. Um, in fact, I forget what it was. Basically, I was, I was an, an analyst. I think I was in in the Myers Briggs one. So you're an I something. You're an something I in really something. Yes. Which I kind of yeah. knew. I was like, yeah, I need to know the numbers. I need to know how it all works. And I was like, that's great, interesting. But it didn't do anything for me because it didn't tell me what I didn't have. It didn't tell me what I needed to improve on. Whereas, from what I understand from you from from the Enneagram, then is is it really shines a big spotlight on that and from there like you say the gps the map you can then go okay well i'd not realized that was my problem and now i know that's my problem i can go and find the resources and the learnings and and like you say be aware of it myself so it's not holding me back anymore it's not secret it's not there i think think a lot of the a lot of the things that because we talk about procrastination a whole lot in certainly in this industry probably in most and i think procrastination is a manifestation of of a lot of people's fears i think mm-hmm. our, our brains protect us a little bit and keep us in our comfort zone and i i think that's what a lot of the time when you're procrastinating and and doing anything else other than the thing that you kind of know you should be doing that's that's i think i think there's a huge fear element there um and it can be fear of the unknown, fear of success, fear of something not working, fear of failure. But mm-hmm. uh, but but this is what I, I and I definitely am going to look more into this because because I, I think this is how we grow when we see mm-hmm. where we have blind spots, where we have 
potential flaws. The sooner we recognize those, and the sooner we learn how to move past it, that's how we actually grow, isn't it? It is, it is. And that's how your business is going to grow. As a salon owner, as an entrepreneur, the business is going to grow at the rate that you're growing personally. Mm. That's a Michael Hyatt thing. I wish I could take it as a lesson. <laughs> that is totally a Michael Hyatt thing. He's like, your business is going to grow at the speed that you're growing personally. As a business owner and any business owner that I meet, I'm always asking, what are you reading? Hmm. How are you growing? That's why I don't watch much TV because I don't have time. I can't watch TV and and read. And I prefer to read Mm -hmm. um, because I know that I have not arrived. You know, I am not the perfect leader. I am not the perfect salesperson, but I do know that I have to stay focused on it if I want to grow. It's no different than any other goal you have. Maybe make it easily like weight loss. Mm. You know, you got to drink your water. (laughs) You know, you got to push away the chocolate. (laughs) You know, you've got to do (laughs) these things. But if you're not consistent with it, you aren't going to get the results. It's the same with leadership and sales. I'm always looking at what do I need to do? What is the person I need to become for this next level of growth? Yes. Yeah. Because this is what a, got you thing. here is not going to get you there. Oh, no, no. There's, there's, there's quotes of plenty around this, but absolutely. It's, it's you know, new level, new devil. You know, you, you never, you get to a certain level, you get to where you think you need to be, and there's new problems there. There's new growth that's needed. There's new. There's a new version of you that needs to come into play. It's ne- you're never done. <laughs> so, never done. I love so, that, Adam. You love a yeah, new devil. Yeah. You are absolutely right. I love that. I'm so, going to be uh, using that next. Hey, that's free. You can have that one. There you go. Claim it. <laughs> so this has been great, Leslie. But I mean, clearly the Enneagram is something that that needs a bit of time to understand and everything. Are there, is there anything? Is there the lack of any tips people could take away from? from this discussion here today that they can maybe start to experience even some of this with? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I'm going to give a resource for them to take a free test. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, It's trueself.io. Trueself.io. Okay. .io. It is a free test. So if you're interested, if this sparks you at all, you're not investing any money in this, you literally could take a free test. And it's a pretty reliable test. I always tell people, though, the test is only as good as you are (laughs) self-aware, right? So even the best test, it might be 70% right, but that would be a great starting point for somebody to kind of get an idea. And once you know what your primary type is, let's try it on for size for a little bit. Let's really sit with the shadow of it. Mm -hmm. So let's use an Enneagram 8. If my fear is that I'm going to be betrayed, when I'm not integrated, when I'm under stress, I get secretive. Mm -hmm. Can you just look over the next month? Yes. And just note any time where it just rises up on you, for you to go inward. Let's use another number on the Enneagram. Let's use a three. Threes are achievers. So threes are people who like to be recognized. They like to feel like they're the smartest in the room. Mm-hmm. They like for people to think that that salon owner got it going on. They are kind of a peacock. Okay. <laughs> you know, they're, they're like, yes, we do everything right. 
And if I don't do everything right, I might even lie and say that I'm doing it right. Okay. So for a three, when you start to feel like, oh, everybody's opinion in here. I'm more concerned with their opinion of me than me, that I'm tempted to lie about my accomplishment. Just make a note. Mm. Don't judge it. Don't even try to change it. I'm not even asking for that. I'm just saying, be aware of it. Yes. Yes. I can see that. So simple things that they could do is just all change starts with awareness. So I would encourage your studio, your salon owners just to kind of sit back and just, once they find out their number, just aware. Yeah. But also do that with your strengths. Okay. I don't want you just focused on your downside. (laughs) (laughs) This is not going to go well. (laughs) Yeah, You're going to just be depressed. Right. And so that's not the goal either. So for me, going back to an eight, where I really shine is in areas of justice. Like if someone is being taken advantage of, if, if there's a people group, if there's a person, I am going to rise up and be like, that's not right. Mm. I don't like that. I'm going to speak out. I'm going to be a voice. Note those times too. Yes. Yes. The little wins, the positive side yeah. of it. Yeah. I like that. Kind of keep a meter of where it's at and kind of mm. where you're at. And then enlist the help of a coach. Everybody needs a coach. Oh, yeah. Enlist the help of a coach. Like I said, my framework is five parts, mm-hmm. but you can do just the first part. If you really just want to know more about you, who you are, I call it a soulful value session. It's literally 90 minutes long. So this is not something that we're going to be doing for till Jesus comes back. Like it's 90 minutes long. <laughs> You can learn so much about yourself in 90 minutes that you have a roadmap to go on. After that, I hand that to you and I say, try this on for 60 days. Some people are, I'm like, 60 days seems like a long time. You can't stick to things. Okay, try it on for 30. Mm -hmm. And then I follow up with you. And either you say to me, yes, I think I have it. I found some tools. I'm moving on. Or, "Eh, no, I think I need a little bit more support. And then my unshakable leadership, which is a three-month immersion into becoming the type of leader you need to be so that you can make the type of money you deserve to make is three months long. Wow. So that's what I do. But again, you may be able to get what you need just from that test and the details that it gives you. You might be able to Google and YouTube some of this stuff. But who the hell has time to do that when you've got a whole (laughs) Yes. Get a coach. Definitely, absolutely get a coach and it's it's one of those things definitely i'm leaning into this a lot more this year in terms of the coaching is it, it, it's so difficult to describe to someone the benefits of coaching until you've had coaching it's it, it's just this terrible paradox that's like yeah i resisted it for years and it's funny yeah. you, you you say a few things in there and it's like i don't think i i, I don't consciously believe that i know better but there's something inside of me. And I'll share a story. I went, I hired a coach. I've had a coach now for the last six years. Um, and I went out to a big retreat a couple of years ago in uh, California, loads of people there, everything. And, you know, the first thing they said on the first day was, you know, make sure you are coachable. And in my brain, I went, yeah, of course I'm coachable, totally coachable. I'm here. 
I'm here, aren't I? I brought myself all the way over here, spent all this money. I'm totally coachable. And it was like halfway through day three where I was still in my brain going, I know all this. I know all this. It's fine. And I think I intellectually knew most of it, but I was like, but I'm not hearing it and I'm not accepting. I'm not doing it. I know it. I know it all intellectually, but I can know something and be like, yo, I know that. And then I think, I think it took someone going, yeah, but why haven't you done it? <laughs> um... It's the come to Jesus meeting. <laughs> yeah, like... it really was. <laughs> Really like I, no one's questioning that you're bright, Adam. No one's questioning your entrepreneurial acumen. None of no. those things are a question. The question is, what is stopping you from doing all the things you know? Yes, yeah, and and that was a massive, huge wake up call uh, for me. And I think, I think that's probably where I started, as you've said, really checking in with myself as regular as I can, and 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 trying to look at why I'm doing or not doing certain things and, and really sitting with that. And, and I think that's a fantastic piece of advice to, to say, do this test and then just keep an eye on yourself with it. Because I think just doing that will, will hugely highlight to you like both your strengths and how they show up in your life. But, but yeah, also those weaknesses and how that has an effect on, on really everything you do, both business and personal life. Yeah, we're going into a new year. We were laughing before we started oh, yeah, recording. We <laughs> like, we don't know if we're going in bright-eyed, bushy-tail, or if we're going in like, I don't know, right? I think that was such an honest conversation because that's, I believe, where a lot of entrepreneurs are, people in general, but definitely those of us who are chartering the ships, mm. our own ships, and also our ships provide for others. What we do is worthy work in the world. Absolutely. And- when we go into 2021, we're going to, we don't know what we're going to be faced with, but I can tell you this, who's going to get you through it is going yeah. to be you. <laughs> yeah. If there's anything that we've learned this year, there is, there is one thing that you can rely on and that is you. Yes. Definitely. And so as you're making goals, because entrepreneurs, we are, we're always like, yeah, I want my sales goals, you know, it's world domination this year. You know, I'm going to build my team up. And maybe even now, because we watched a couple of soul sessions with Oprah or, you know, your favorite in, in, um, Instagram influencers telling you to do some self-care. So maybe you say, yeah, I'm going to ride my bike three times this week, whatever. I'm. What I would like to add and what I'd like to offer you is to put self-development on the list. Yes. How am I going to grow as a leader? Because those sales that you want are directly tied to how you manage and lead yourself. And so say that, taking this test, this is a great time. This is a great time. I don't know when this podcast is going to air, but if it's in the be close to the beginning of the year, take be, this yeah. test. Yeah, take yeah. this test and use that. So at the end of the year, when you're looking at your PL, you're looking at your balance sheet and you're saying, this is where we are, pull out your life sheet. Mm -hmm. Put, Michael Hyatt calls it a life score. Pull out your life score sheet and see, man, I used to pop off all the time. <laughs> I'm a lot more vulnerable. I'm not, I'm not as afraid to share. Or I'm not so performative anymore. I've learned to know that I don't have to perform, yeah. that I can just be who I am. Add that to your list for your goals of things we're going to evaluate in 2021. And that'll get you bigger returns than anything else. Yes.
Absolutely. It's going to get you closer to those goals. It's going to make it easier for you. When you lean into who you are, selling becomes easy. Yeah. It's one of those, one of those, another one of those weird paradoxes, isn't it? It seems harder, harder work probably to work on yourself than it is on your business in some ways. You can get some results just working on your business, but the big results, big results come when you work on yourself. And I believe that. That was the mic drop. There we that go. was a mic drop moment. Oh, yeah. Adam, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, it's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. Oh my goodness, Adam. I just, I enjoy podcast interviews with hosts like you. Just <laughs> a lot of energy, a lot of knowledge. It feels more like a conversation at a coffee shop than some stoic interview. So thank you for the work you're doing. It's worthy work. Thank there are you. people out here that need what you have to say. So I'm grateful for it. Amazing. Thank you. So people, I mean, I, I'm sure listening to this, people are going to want to find you, want to track you down and want to want to throw more questions at you. So where are the best places for people to find you online? Yeah, absolutely. My website, Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E-D, Lions. So Diaz and David Lions. So Leslie D Lions, L-Y-O-N-S dot com. And my social media home is Instagram. I'm really, one of the things that I'm trying to do is say, where am I going to show up? Where can I commit to showing up? And it's Instagram. And you can find me under the same name, Leslie D Lions. Perfect. We'll put all those links in the show notes pages uh, for this episode, which I'll give out in a, in a moment. But yeah, honestly, thank you so much, Leslie. It's It's been fantastic listening to this. I think this is genuinely, I'm, my aim is to put this out at the beginning of, of the new year. Um, and I think it's be a great way to start the new year. So thank you so much for your time and your energy. Yeah, no worries. No worries. I appreciate you. And the last thing I was going to say, if they hop over to my website in the new year, there's actually going to be a little quiz on there. Oh, that yeah, will give them some insight into how they sell. Do they sell with their head? Do they sell with their heart? Do they sell with their gut? Mm. So it's going to kind of the Enneagram is going to tell you a little bit about you, but my quiz is going to tell you a little bit more about how you naturally sell. So that'll be a freebie. They can take that, get that, and it'll be on the website. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I will keep in touch and I hope to speak to you again very soon. Thank you again, Adam. Have a great week and hopefully 2021 won't be scary. Hopefully it's going to be a, <laughs> be a big positive year. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Totally should have left it there at that mic drop moment that we mentioned in there. doesn't really work as well on audio only podcast. You kind of need the visual, don't you? How do you feel right now? Uplifted? Yes. Such great energy Leslie brings. And it was fantastic to talk to her as well. I was so intrigued that as soon as I finished our conversation when we recorded, I went straight and did that free test that Leslie mentioned in the episode and took that test myself. Now, I have to say the test itself, I don't know what I was expecting, but the test itself was nothing like I expected it to be. Certainly not like any test I've ever done before. I'm not going to spoil it for you, so I'll keep it a surprise. But it turns out I am a nine on the Enneagram, which is, it turns out, the mediator or the peacemaker. Now, I'd agree with that on the surface, but what intrigued me about the result it gave me was how the Enneagram then explained quite clearly how I might react in different situations, such as when I'm happy and when I'm just kind of average, but when I'm stressed or out of balance as well. Now, I could instantly recognize those traits in myself and times where I've reacted like that, where I didn't mean to and maybe didn't understand why I was reacting like that. And I'm definitely going to use this to recognize, you know, how I'm responding to things over the next 30 days, like Leslie recommended, and how I might maybe respond in a better way if I was a bit more conscious of it. Now, I truly believe this. I truly believe that self-awareness and emotional intelligence are the keys to a much healthier and a much happier life. And surely, 
That's not only going to deliver a better service for your client, but create a better business and a better life for you as well. So now that's all from me for today. Don't forget, if you want to see some bigger results in your business this month that will also last all of the year and beyond, come and join me for Bootcamp. All of the info you need is at beautybusinessbootcamp.net. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST21 when you sign up to get a super special podcast listener only price as well. I will see you there. Bye for me.